So this series uh, is really all about tying everything together from beginning to end, how the story works. That the, the Bible is this amazing, wonderful, living, Holy Spirit-inspired, um, glorious re- recounting of his story. And it all fits together, and it ties together, and we've been looking at you know, key things, like, like a big thing is that God wants to dwell with us. That's the heart of God. We saw that in creation, in the garden, and we've seen it, you know, moving throughout. And, and the other thing I tell you is that heaven and earth overlap. That we have this uh, process often where we think that uh, heaven and earth are millions of miles away because over time that sort of invaded our thinking. It's actually Epicureanism. Um, so not that you need to know that, but that's what happens. But they don't. They overlap. And we see the overlap in creation and we saw the overlap again at the at the uh, tabernacle where there was a place where heaven and earth met and then at temple and then with Jesus heaven and earth meets and now in us Holy Spirit dwells in us. Again, I could just talk about that every week, but heaven right that's a place where heaven and earth connect how amazing and then we talk about what's coming you know when when new heaven comes to earth and all that that means so we're weaving these things together and last week we talked about the gospel the good news and what that means and i want to sort of take that uh a little deeper this week if we could and tie in another idea and today i'm going to talk about the power of life with you and and what that looks like so that's where we're heading but uh before we go into there let's see Bad jokes. These were real bad last night. And it was a small crowd, so maybe it was just the crowd size. I have a great dislike of speed bumps, but I'm slowly getting over it. Oh, and a shout out to the guy who played the triangle with our worship band for the last few years. Thanks for everything. No? I heard recently they caught a fish. Just off the keys here, and it had two knees. And I was like, really? Two knee fish? No, huh? <laughs> that one's funnier than you're letting on. Two knee fish. Alice, help me. <laughs> Rescue me quickly. The crowd is turning on me. I don't think I ever had them anyway. No, you did not. <laughs> I always like to state that the jokes are bad, but the sermon makes up for it. So. <laughs> And if they were good jokes, he wouldn't tell them anyway. So there you go. Let's pray before we read the text today. Father, just let your kingdom come again as we study your word today. Let us hear just what we need to hear. Father, I thank you that you are always love, only love, Father. And you're always good and only good. And we're going to rest in that today. Even though maybe our circumstances don't tell us that, you do. You've got us in the palm of your hand. Father, and in the desert we'll praise you. Father, we will praise you. We will not let the stones praise praise you for us. We just thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. The text today is out of the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. Just a few. For though through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Blessed be the word of God. Amen. Thank you so much. 
Yes. I told him it was going to be a good uh, sermon. Okay. Well. <laughs> Pressure's on now. So last week, as I said, we were talking about the gospel, the good news, and and how, you know, that's the message that needs to be heard and responded to for us to go um, into the kingdom of God. That's what it looks like. And so we were looking at that. And I I said uh, last week that one of the things that Jesus has done is that he's defeated death. And, and so I want to talk more about that today, because there's something significant in that. And this whole series, I'm, I'm trying to get you to sort of be open to looking at things a little differently than maybe we have. You know, the Apostle Paul tells us repeatedly that, that now we can have the mind of Christ. And that, that means that we need to do and have some renewal in the way that we think about things. And so uh, one of the things that I want us to kind of consider today is what it means that death has been dealt with. What does that look like? How does that impact us in the moment? And and sort of how do we live in that understanding? So one of the the big sort of shifts that I'd ask you to consider making is the way that you sort of look at what death is. Now, when we think about death, primarily what we do is we sort of think of it as... uh, like the end of a biological process, if you would, when everything is just kind of shut down with us and, and so our biology has stopped uh, and that's what we believe death is. But in the scripture, when you're reading the scripture, it had a different sort of idea. Certainly it, it had that, but for the, the writers of scripture and for those uh, people there, you know, in the beginning uh, and as it was being written and understood, death was more of a power than, than sort of a biological change. And it was the power of death that sort of entered in the scene that caused problems. And so when you go back and look at uh, Genesis 2, the way we did the other day, and I was telling you how you remember initially God created us and and, uh, he gave us identity and we were image bearers and he wanted to partner with us and we were to take Eden basically into the whole planet. planet was good, but Eden was perfect. And we were going to work with him. That was our vocation. He was going to dwell with us. We were going to go into the whole planet and we were going to make it like Eden. That was the plan. But God says to them in the beginning in Genesis 2, listen, this is what we're going to do. But there's a tree I want you to stay away from. One tree, um, if you eat from that tree, you will die. You will certainly die. And um, we know that unfortunately that's a decision. And I've tried to explain what Adam and Eve basically were saying was, we don't want to partner with you, God. We don't want to do it your way. We want to do it our way. And they bought into the lie of the enemy. And when God said to them, you will certainly die, what he was saying is, if you decide to go your way, if you decide not to partner with me, what's going to happen is that action will open up an avenue for a power to enter the scene that's not here right now, and that's the power of death. And the enemy has that. And he's going to bring that in to the planet, and it's going to change everything. And sure enough, that's what happens. So you need to know that what happened was that the enemy, at the fall, by getting Adam and Eve to do what they were told not to do, he comes in and the power of death is now on the scene. That's what was so overwhelming to Adam and Eve. You know, the shame and the guilt and everything that goes with it, the fear of that. And and you need to look at it as contrast, that, that Jesus is light and life and the enemy is darkness and death. And so there's this conflict that happens, and it gets introduced there at the fall. And from that moment, everything was different. There was a new power now, and that was the power of death. And the power of death is what the enemy uses to control people. 
And, and that's what we need to be set free from. So the enemy has used that, and by that, everything has just become, you know, completely different than what it was intended. But Jesus, fortunately, brings the power of life. And this is more of good news. This is really good news. And so we need to begin to understand that and look at it this way. And what the power of life does, it rescues us from the power of death. It brings us out of the kingdom of darkness and brings us into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of God. Paul says in Colossians 1.13, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. But when you start looking at it this way, you begin to see that what Jesus is talking about all the time is this power of life. Um, and it's this eternal life that he talks about, a life from eternity. And when he's talking about that, again, another way that we tend to think when we, when we see eternal life is we begin to think about, well, that's the life that we have after this one. Uh, you know, it's, we've talked about it here, life after life after death. We sort of think that that's always what he's talking about, but he's not. He's talking about this power of life that he brings with him that changes everything now. Because what it does is it overcomes the power of death. And see, again, I know it's a challenge to think about death this way. But, but when you get a hold of this idea, for us, death seems to be so final. Even if we believe that there's more to come, there's something so final about it because of the way that we look at it. And what you need to know is that death has been dealt with already by the power of life. See, what Jesus said was this, the true light, John tells us this about Jesus anyway, John 1, 9 through 13. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We talked about that last week. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor husband's will, but born of God. So, so see, the enemy rules through the power of death, but Jesus arrives with the power of life to overthrow the power of death. And he does that, and he accomplishes that through the crucifixion and resurrection. See, and we've talked about this, but that's what's taking place. He del- and, and the way that he delivers us from the power of death is that he actually takes us through death with him. And you think, well, how in the world does he does that? Well, this is really kind of an amazing concept, but it's in the scripture. And yet we, we will we'll read the verses and we don't really apply them in this manner. But but so Jesus, it's, it's through the crucifixion and resurrection that Jesus walks through the power of death and defeats it. And not only defeats it, he goes through it unscathed. In fact, he actually comes out the other side with an upgrade. That's significant. An upgrade. You think, well, yes, because when he came out, he demonstrates this new body thing that he's the first one to have. We all get eventually that can do things that the other one couldn't do, even though he was fully God and fully man. Now he can sort of be here and be here when he wants to. He can walk right through a wall if he needs to. He can. It's this really cool new physical body. And that's fascinating. And he has it. See, and this is accomplished through 
the crucifixion and resurrection. So he, he doesn't, he's, he just embraces it because he's the power of life. And, and see, because he's all these things, he's the light and the life and everything, nothing could overcome that. The power of death was not strong enough to overcome the power of life that's in Jesus. And so when he goes to the cross, and I said the other day, and he, he dies and he, he takes everything down with him, all of the garbage, all of the mess, shame, guilt, Sorrow, pain, you name it, all of that horrible, nasty stuff, and even death, and he takes it down. And he leaves it down there. It's dealt with. Done. He did it. He did it. So how does that mean? How does, how does that impact me? Well, see, Jesus does this thing on the way to the cross. He's praying in John. And, and John records his prayers as Jesus is going to the... And he tosses up this prayer that's kind of fascinating, John seventeen twenty four. He says, Father... I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. See, in some way, what happens there is Jesus actually takes us to the cross with him. We go to the cross with Jesus. We die with Jesus. We're resurrected with Jesus. It happens with us because he prayed, God, here's what I want you to do. I want you to let them go with me through this journey. And, and so death no longer has a hold of us. It, it, it can't continue to, to have control over us the way that it once did. And once you see, that's what's being talked about, even the scripture reading from today. Uh, you, you start to see it maybe a little differently. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm different now that I've come to Jesus because in some way he has taken me to the cross with him. I've died with him there, and I'm now different. Paul says he wants to make sure we get it. Colossians 3.3, 3, for you died. How else can you say it and be any more... And, 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 and we haven't taken it in. It, 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 pretty clear. You died. You, no, I didn't. Yes, you died at the cross. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Not enough. He says it again. Romans 6, 5. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. So Jesus takes our own lives with him through the cross and the resurrection, and he brings us into this eternal life. And the way that we access that, and the way that we understand that, is we realize what he's done, and we say, oh yeah, you did that for me, I'm in that as well. Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what? You will be saved. You're raised from the dead with him. It's with your heart you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess and you are saved. So it's, it's through faith. See, it's not, we don't earn it. We don't work for it. You need to hear all this. Through faith, we just accept and believe what he has done for us. And it really changes everything. Because Jesus has experienced death for us. We are freed from our slavery to the power of death. It's this exodus that I keep talking about. But you need to know what it's really from. Sin and death. All these things. We've been freed from all those things. And so... Rather than living in the fear of death, which is, let's put it this way, it's sort of a, 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 uh, a realization, a spiritual awareness of the enemy. 
is what happens in the spirit of death. We now, it says we're to, we're to fear the Lord, but, but it's a good fear because what we understand is we now walk in the power of life. And it's a completely different thing that's happening to us that we experience in this life. And, and so, for us as believers, it, it's this moment that's different. See, now... We can already take this on. I'm going to take this one more step here in a moment. But, but if, you, if you're thinking with me already, what you can do is you can sort of realize that when we die, physically, whatever that looks like, it's for us, it's just a transition into the better life. So it's, not a, it's a transition point. All right? When, when, we, when this body gives up, and the, and the transition is... So if Jesus hasn't come back, back yet, transition is heaven, which is going to be cool. And, and people go, I'm going to get bored. Promise me you're not going to get bored there because you're coming back. So it won't even be that long. I think you'll just be so excited. Uh, you, you won't even have gotten your, your like, feet wet yet. You, you, woo, I, I, you might just be in one long woo-ha at the throne and then heaven comes to earth. And, and you won't be disappointed because you get a new, a, new, a new body. I can't wait for that. I can't, can you imagine waking up in the morning without half your body hurting? Maybe you can if you're young here. Sorry. I hope, and I don't want to put anything on you, but for those of you 60, my age and over, you know what I'm saying? Can I, can I get an amen if you wake up? Thank you. And you know, the worst thing is when you wake up and you, you have a pain and it's new and you think, I wonder if that one's here forever. <laughs> is that something that's just forever now? Anyway, well, it's certainly not forever because we get new life, but you know what I'm talking about. So, so you can, maybe you can see it. Well, it's a definitely, it's a transition into something better. But let me, I want to sort of change transition points for you. All right? Because we actually, because of what Jesus has done when, when we've accepted him as Lord and Savior, we've actually entered eternity early. You've already transitioned into the eternal life that we're talking about. At some point, this body's going to fade. But you're just, it's just part of the adventure, see? And, and it's a mind change that we have to have. It's a realization. Because when we get rid of the fear of that, everything changes. I've been wondered, why could Paul say, you ever think about this, how could Paul say, to live is Christ, to die is gain? I used to think about that a lot. I'm like, what, to die? And I sort of get it. But no, he, he just had it figured out, see? And you know the Apostle Paul, you ever, I, <laughs> do you ever think of, so Paul got, he had a rough life as a believer. He gets beaten constantly. He gets whipped constantly. You know, the, the 39 lashes, the 40 minus one. I mean, constantly. He's shipwrecked. He's bitten by a snake. He's, he's left. He says he's hungry at times. He's in prison all the time. And, you know, prison back then, they didn't provide you anything. If you didn't have friends to bring you food or anything, you just starved to death. Fortunately, he had friends and people that brought him stuff. But that was his life. And, and he bore the marks of his life physically. So he didn't like pop into these places. Um, he was quite something to look at. And in fact, he used to have to say some things sometimes. Don't worry about, you know, I, I know I don't look great, but it's okay. <laughs> and he bore all those things. And yet there was something in him that knew that, that he had already engaged in life in a way that was just going to continue to get better and better and better. See, And so he wasn't afraid of anything. And he could just say, you know... If I'm alive, it's for your sake. Because when the change happens, when I go, hallelujah. 
And, and, and so there's something about that, that that takes the power of death and sticks it in a place where it belongs, see? And, and again, I'm not making light of it. I understand. But, but there's something in you as a believer that needs to know. If you know Christ... You've already done this amazing thing. You've actually entered eternity early. Jesus has done something significantly for us because when we've gone with him in through the death and resurrection, we've actually entered eternity early. We've entered already. Look what Paul says in Ephesians 2, 4 and 6. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us, what, alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's something that's already happened. And if you don't sort of connect these dots, you read that and you go, well, I don't even understand what that means. He's somehow, um, he's, he's freed us from death. He's made us alive in Christ. And, and we've been pushed into eternity while still in our mortal bodies. And that is life-changing. See, we talk about the now and the not yet, and we talk about the kingdom invading, but, but I talk about heaven and earth overlap. Holy Spirit dwells in us now, and, and we already are eternal beings. We're still in our mortal bodies for now, but we're already eternal. You, you won't be any more eternal than you are right now. It's already started. You've entered eternity early. And, and if you can get a hold of that, what it does is, I'm not, and I'm not saying again, I want to say it again. It doesn't take away, you know, the... the the hurt that we have about death and the things that surround it. And I'm not making light of any of that. But it takes the fear of it out completely. Because it's just part of our journey. And it's not the big part. The big part happened when you asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You're already an eternal being. You get an upgrade at some point. A couple of them. Because heaven's going to be an upgrade. And then when you come back, new physical body made your upgrade. But, but the death part's been dealt with. Because Jesus has dealt with it for us, and he's taken us with him already. And that's how those verses tie together. So I want you to consider that this week, and I'm going to build on that next week. If you want to get ahead a little bit, go to Numbers 21, and you're going to see another idea of how Jesus really deals with death once and for all, and what that means for us, how important that is. But uh, that's good for today. Let's, uh, let's pray. And... Um, Alice, come on up, and we're going to pray. Uh, we don't have our ministry time on the wall right now. We'll get back to that hopefully fairly soon. But we want to just make sure Holy Spirit has an opportunity to meet with you and, uh, and touch you and change you and minister to your needs. So, Holy Spirit, would you come and just move among us? Minister to hearts here today. And then I, I just I get a sense that... that um, that if you're dealing with fear right now, the Holy Spirit just wants to meet you there and, and give you peace and, and to, to know that, that in Christ you're an eternal being and that He's got you. One scripture for someone, it might be for more than one person, but it's Proverbs 13:12, and hope deferred makes the heart sick, and that's kind of where you're stuck. But the second part of that is, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life, and that's coming. That's coming for you. So, so remember, you're not stuck forever in a hope deferred. The longing fulfilled are on the way.
Amen. Good, good word. Yes. And so, Lord, I, and we do. We just pray at, that you would just meet people right now, and if they're going in that situation, Lord, if they're if they're feeling that way, I pray for strength, God. I pray for peace. I pray for wisdom. I, I just get a sense that that there are a couple of those really that that some of you are just really sort of anxious. Um, all of this kind of waiting over the last few months has, has raised up your anxiety level and God just would speak peace into that peace he's got you he's with you he's for you nothing has changed nothing is lost <laughs> that will settle your heart and God would you would you have your way in all of us on this day and keep people safe and wherever this storm is headed God be with those people there and uh, we trust you God with our lives. This journey all starts by asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. I said that today, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. If you've never done it, how, how do you do it? Jesus, I believe that what you've done for me on the cross is real. Would you be my Lord and Savior? That's how it works. If you do that today for the first time, would you let me know by texting the word heart to that number, 305-745-7513. That's also the number you would text the word loop to if you're not in the loop. I'm kind of changing the subject there, but, uh, but that would be a good one to text to as well. Thank you, church, for your amazing generosity and uh, for figuring out how to give online and in the mail. Those of you who aren't coming, offering boxes up here, and we thank you. And it's so good to be a part of a group like you. And here we go. Praise God from whom all blessings. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Thanks for watching online. Those of you that are leaving the sanctuary. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.